Hello. <clears throat> this is Alex. <clears throat> and you're listening to Napa Valley Insurrection. And uh, this is my um, first episode, my first NVI episode in my uh, limited time series, Stop Democracy. I plan to put out a daily NVI episode until September 14th, which is, uh, I guess, the official election day of the 2021 recall here in California. Um, <clears throat> anyways, I say this is episode one. Um, the last episode I posted, um, in which I read my letter, I read my latest letter to the editor that I submitted to the Napa Valley Register, and I plan to submit to uh, additional newspapers, publications as well. I sort of counted that as episode zero. Um, so yeah, with that, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get started. We'll just call this episode one. Um, and I don't want this to be too long. I kind of like how the last episode was a bit on the shorter side. Uh, with that, how about I just kind of dive right into what I, um, taking the time to record for you all. All right, so I have an editorial here that I'm going to read. Um, it's, it's, um, co-authored by Dan Kalabowitz, uh, Dan, Governor Dan. He's the uh, Green Party candidate running in the California 2021 20, recall against me. So he, Dan's actually against the recall, but he's running. So at least voters have uh, a progressive choice, a progressive option to vote for on the ballot, um, just in case the recall does pass. So um, it's co-authored by him and uh, Michael Feinstein. Uh, Michael Feinstein is a former mayor of Santa Monica. Uh, he's also a Green. He's actually one of the co-founders of the Green Party of California. Um, he's sort of a personal past colleague of mine um, um, during my time on the Green Party of California Coordinating Committee when I was co-chair, uh, co-chair co uh, for the state party. I, I worked very closely with Mike. Um, he definitely knows what's up with uh, Green Party values, Green Party policies, and enacting Green Party policies into legislation. Anyways, I I say that, I, I say all that just because, you know, before I read this editorial that they don't know what they uh, I have a direct pitch to uh, Dan Kalbowitz. Uh, I have a direct pitch to uh, Governor Dan, um, the Green Party candidate on the ballot here in the, in the recall in California's 2020 recall. And, and th that pitch is, um, as you know, as we all know, one of the concerns that Democrats and voters in general here in California have is that if a Republican wins the recall, what if Diane Feinstein dies or retires? What happens to her seat if a Republican wins the governorship? It'd be appointed by a reactionary 
Larry Elder, for example. So my pitch to you, Dan, why not give Feinstein's seat to Feinstein? Keep the seat for Feinstein. Uh, specifically, here's what I mean. Um, Governor Danny, um, I don't know, um, issue a press release, um, get your surrogates to pump this message out through social media, Twitter. I don't know. It, it's hard to do that these days. But yeah, I don't know, release like an official press statement, assuming you think this is a good idea and you accept my pitch. Release some kind of a press statement announcing that um, if you are elected governor, if, if Governor Dan wins the recall, that uh, and if Diane Feinstein passes away for whatever reason or, or loses her seat for whatever reason, um, announce that if that happens, you would appoint Michael Feinstein to fill Diane Feinstein's seat. Um, a lot of people know Mike, uh, love and respect him. And uh, there's a lot of other people out there who don't know him yet, you know, new voters who, who haven't met him yet. And, uh, yeah, uh, Mike Feinstein, he'd be a great surrogate for our party. And, you know, if you made the announcement now, um, it would give um, um, Senator Feinstein, uh, you know, like a little less than two weeks now to sort of serve as a surrogate for your campaign, kind of for our party in a way as well. And, um, yeah, I really think that having the right spokesperson for your campaign, representing our Green Party values. I don't know. I think it could give us the bump we need to win this thing. Whatever. That's just my sort of um, opinion on it. Uh, okay, with that pitch out of the way, let me just dive into this um, this letter. So, again, I'm going to read a letter that was published in the LA Progressive by, Diane, uh, by Dan Kalvowitz and Michael Feinstein. It's entitled Dismissing Voter Choice. No way to win recall election. Now that ballots for the September 14th recall election are hitting the homes of over 22 million Californians, Governor Gavin Newsom and his team are messaging how to vote. But what message are they really sending to voters? On Q1, do you want to recall Governor Newsom? The recommendation is understandable. Vote no in order to keep Newsom in office. But on Q2, if the governor is recalled, who do you want to replace him? Newsom and his team are engaging in a form of voter suppression and telling voters to leave it blank and give up their vote. Strategically, not filling out Q2 clears the way for Republicans to take over the governor's office if the recall efforts if the recall effort is successful by seating the electorate on Q2 to pro-recall voters, present company aside, this may also lead to the most reactionary and extreme Republican being elected, who can then claim a stronger mandate with a higher percentage of the vote than they may, may have other than they may have received otherwise. But more profoundly, telling voters not to vote on Q2 demonstrates exactly the type of personal arrogance and elitism that got Newsom in trouble with so many voters with 
the French Laundry restaurant scandal, an arrogance that helped fuel the recall petition drive to qualify in the first place. Newsom has every right to campaign for himself on Q1 by urging a no vote, but it is not his place to tell voters to give up their choice on Q2. It's their choice, not his. Showing such disdain for voter choice suggests Newsom really doesn't belong in the governor's office in the first place, and as it is supposed to be an office respecting all Californians. This isn't the first time that Newsom thinks he knows more about what's good for voters than they do. In 2019, Newsom vetoed SB212, a bill that would have given voters more choice in California's 361 general law cities, as well as in all of California's school districts and counties, by giving them the option to adopt ranked choice voting for use in local elections, contingent upon a local public vote. The Dan Kalpowitz for Governor candidacy offers a primary focus on ranked choice voting and proportional representation elections. Ranked choice voting gives voters the option to rank multiple candidates and eliminates vote splitting and the lesser of two evils dynamic. Under proportional representation, instead of winner take all, single seat district elections, uh, parties win seats in multi-seat districts in proportion to their support among the voters. Every vote for the Kapowitz campaign is a vote for these important reforms and a viable multi party democracy for California, giving more people a seat at the table of our democracy. The recall phenomena itself shows it's time for these reforms. Newsom and his supporters want to frame the recall effort as Republican driven only, but many left of center voters also signed the recall petition. Some because they were underwhelmed by Newsom's performance in office, but others signed because they feel generally underrepresented under California's top two elections. This manifested with Newsom because he never faced a serious progressive challenger in 2018. If California had a viable multi-party democracy with multi-parties winning seats in the state legislature, there would be at least one more progressive than the Democrats winning seats. In European democracies, under elections by proportional representation, Greens and other left parties provide such progressive alternative to the Social Democratic and Labor parties there. Such a more progressive party in California would provide, would put forward a strong gubernatorial candidate to, to compete against Newsom, perhaps someone with a strong social movement background and possibly having already Serve time in the state legislature, but we don't have such such a proportional system. Instead, we're stuck with a duopoly and two and top two elections, worse than most single seat winner take all elections. Top two limits voter choice to only the two general election candidates, and makes it extremely hard for minor party candidates like the Greens, Libertarians, or Peace and Freedom Party to even qualify for the primary election ballot. As a result, we had the non-event choice of 
Newsom versus Republican John Cox with a little meaningful policy debate. If Newsom had also faced a serious progressive challenger or two, in 2018, under a ranked choice general election vote featuring multiple strong candidates that might have compelled him to have supported AB 1400 this year, the single-payer Medicare for All bill in the state legislature, instead of running and hiding from it. Arguably, some people signed the recall petition because of his failure on that issue. Or, say there was a strong environmental justice candidate pushing Newsom in the 2018 race and setting it up to gain even more support in 2022 if Newsom didn't deliver on his first term, in his first term. In that case, perhaps Newsom takes stronger and earlier action on climate change, supports immediate ban on fracking instead of delaying it till 2024, and supports a mandated uh, 2,500 foot setback between dangerous oil and gas extraction in neighborhoods, all top priorities for California's environmental justice communities. Will, with, will Newsom's failure to champion those communities create an enthusiasm gap for him in the recall? Speaking of the environment, California Democratic Party Chair Rusty Hicks, who supports accepting donations to the Democratic Party from the fossil fuel industry, says giving up your voter choice on Q2 saves your time, saves your energy, saves your self-respect from casting your vote for a candidate who isn't worthy of your support or the support of California voters. Again, this is a high-ranking state Democrat who apparently doesn't believe voters can and should made up, make up their own minds. Where does this condensation come from? Perhaps from our broken electoral system that overstates support from the Democratic Party. My own commentary I'm asserting here, maybe Rusty Hicks is just a fucking asshole. I don't know. Republicans argue that California suffers from being a one-party state because Democrats are winning all statewide elections and hold supermajorities in both House of the State Legislature. But California is a one-party state because under our duopoly system, the only electorally viable alternative to the Democrats are the Republicans. With such limited choice before the voters, Democrats win far more seats than their performance on the issues would merit. For example, despite holding 70 to 75% of the seats in both houses of the state legislature, Democrats could not pass a bill between 2018 and 2020 to confront our state-slash-national-slash-global plastic pollution crisis, even when handed well-crafted visionary legislation to do so, like the California Circular Economy and Plastic Pollution Reduction Act. With more electable options under proportional representation, voters would have more choice, be represented by a greater range of parties and viewpoints, and would have more leverage to elect more progressive legislators when major parties like the Democrats fail the voters. Instead, we are left with an electoral system that renders false majorities by limiting voter choice 
and limits slash denies voice and representation for many voters in our state. In the end, voting no on the recall still makes the most sense. Newsom's arrogance by itself is not a reason to remove him from office. And typical of our lesser of evil system, if the recall succeeds, the result will likely be someone worse in the governor's office. In this case, because viable Democratic candidates were strongly encouraged not to run, leaving the field open to name Republicans. I want more than having to, I want more than having to vote your fears and not your hopes than voting this time for a candidate that supports a more inclusive democracy. It is your right and your mind to make up something neither Gavin Newsom nor any other person has the right to tell you otherwise. Uh, you've been listening to Napa Valley Insurrection.